0: The top of your outline, it's, it says "born again." Um, we're we're gonna deal we're gonna deal this morning with that that phrase and um, and, and what what that whole. I'm gonna do my best to give you um, a very uh, a detailed explanation of why we need to be born again and and I'm I'm going gonna, gonna to do that and I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to do it from the perspective that that every saint se- now there's going to be a couple of, and when I say born again uh, there's a couple different terminologies for it, uh, saved in the bible um, is is a, is another word for born again in the faith is another is another it's a phrase in Christ is a is another phrase in the bible and, and really and truly you can in uh, all of those things mean the same thing. And at the same time, um, you know, they can all be, they can, you can all come to the conclusion that you can't get in the faith, in Christ, uh, saved by no other way than a new birth. And so I want to make sure that we understand that. I want to make sure that, why, why do I want to make sure we understand? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Um, one, because... Uh, me personally, I believe that there—I believe that there's a bunch of people. Thank you, bro. I believe there's a bunch of people that that claim to be saved, uh, that go to church that's never really been saved, and, and part of the reason I think is they don't understand what this means to begin with, like what it means to be born again. And and then two, I also think that that most of us, uh, and most of us have never came close to sharing our faith and. I think a reason that we don't do that is we we just don't see how, number one, how serious of a deal is, and then number two, how easy it is. It's serious and it's easy at the same time, but you, you've got to get that. You've got to get uh, the part about it being easy. So Brother Mark was always real big about starting with why on everything that you do. And um, everything from... Uh, from evangelism to teaching whatever whatever you taught, it always had to have a why with him. If it if it didn't have a why, there was no there was no real sense in teaching it. Does that make sense? If it doesn't have a why, if it doesn't transfer over to life, it has. Uh, re, there's really no sense in teaching it. And so uh, he he was he was real big on understanding the why. So maybe this morning, and I'll probably take this week and next week, but. Doing it the way I'm doing it, I'm probably going to work backwards. So uh, I'll, I'll probably, we'll probably start with the outcome this week. And then we'll work back next week uh, to why this is even a thing anyway. Okay, so we're going to answer some of that this morning. Uh, but the bigger picture we'll probably look at next week. Um, let me say a couple of things. Number one, what, what you're going to hear this morning um coupled with what is going to be said next week, it unlocked the whole Bible for me. like it it absolutely took the whole Bible and it changed my perspective on the whole Bible. You should be able to have a perspective on the entirety of the Bible, not just a, a book here and there. It's good to have a, a a deal with a book but 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 you need to understand the entirety of the Bible and this this what I'm teaching to this morning, uh, and, and next week it, it, really, it really solidified and unlocked the entirety of the Bible for me. Uh, this is the, what I'm going to say today and, and next week. This is actually what convinced me uh, that discipleship was the mission and it was what God called us to do. And it was actually the key to reproducing sons of God. It was one of them deals to where I was like, well, there, once you see it, how many of you understand there are some things you see that you can't unsee? Well, that's what this was. As much as you try to unsee it, you can't unsee it. Um, and, and so if you, if you have a desire, before, before we start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I'm going to pray for you. But if you have a desire to see someone come to Christ, then you should really be all ears this morning. If you have a desire to be fruitful in the fact that you have give the gospel to somebody, then you, you should really be all ears this morning. And, and so I want to take some time, but before I do, I, I want us to pray. All right? Let's pray. Uh, Lord, I, I pray this morning uh, for each and every person in the room. Uh, God, I, I pray for those in their earnest attempt to uh, see people come to faith in Christ. I pray, God, that this is, is, a, is a very... Uh, a great tool in their hand uh, to show them what God's given us in terms of the new birth and how important it is uh, for us to see the kingdom of God. Lord, I I pray, uh, Lord, for maybe somebody in the room struggling with understanding the new birth. I pray, uh, Lord, that they would come to a place, God, to where, uh, Lord, they could get sure and they could get concrete in the fact that they need a new birth. Lord, the the hardest thing for me was coming to a place where I needed, uh, to where I could understand that I needed a new birth. And so, Lord, I I pray, Lord, maybe there's somebody in here like that, and they they need to they need to get to the place to understand they they must be born again. So pr- I pray, God, that you help us with that this morning. I pray, God, that you bless what's said and you bless what's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so this all kind of came, uh, and and I I did. Uh, I did something similar to this about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, when we was at, we was at camp uh, a couple weeks I was just there for one day. And, uh, so Miss Candace and uh, her group and Tori, uh, their group was doing evangelism. And they were doing the Ask Method. Um, and, they, and And we can go through that one day too. And, but my kids loved it. Um, and I, this is what I did, I did something similar to this, I've tweaked it just a little bit for us, and, and you know, it was even interesting then uh, to watch those boys that sat and listened to this for the Bible to start unlocking in their mind, and the light bulbs start going on, and every, everything started to click, and so, I, I, so when I was studying for this, I, I thought, man, if that could be... Uh, if that could be what happens to us, I, I would like for that to happen to us, uh, those of us that are saved and, and, and still struggling with understanding that. Um, so this morning I want to give you three statements as kind of like guides to understand uh, this whole idea of what the new birth is, is encompassing. So number one, in your outline I want you to look at the problem. The problem. Uh, and the problem is there is no new birth. There is no new birth, okay? Make sure you get that, there is no new birth. Now I want you to keep this phrase in the back of your mind. And if you want to write it, you can write it on your paper. This will be a really good phrase for you to write. Eventually you're going to want to go back and write this in your Bible. There has been no one born again on this planet as of John 3. There has been no one born again on this planet as of John three, nobody. Now, you, you also need you you also need to keep if you want to write this. We're going to get to that verse later, but if you want to write this underneath that statement, John one, verses twelve and thirteen. Okay, John one verses twelve and thirteen. Said man, you're going to do a lot of teaching today. Well, maybe it'll get better as it goes. But but I, I need you. I need I need all of us to get this. Okay, so. So uh, we we don't make it but 12 verses in the Bible and God is telling us how to become sons of God. Does that make sense? We make it to to as many as receive him. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. Okay? Remember uh, verse 11 was he came to his own and his own received him not. Remember that? he came to his own his own received him not everybody, everybody remember that came to the Jew Jew didn't receive him uh, but to many as uh, as many as believe on his name to them gave you power to become the sons of God okay big huge deal why is that such a big deal well um, because John 3 it's important to understand that there's nobody that has been born again in John 3 why is that a big deal Because salvation, you need to understand this Salvation, the mode of salvation is not the same throughout the entirety of the Bible It's different Why is that such a big deal? Because it's a different deal altogether Being saved in this dispensation in the New Testament is different Now, I'll even say this it cannot, now, now scroll down with me. Are you, are you in John uh, chapter 3? I hope you're in John chapter 3. Um, we're, we're, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but go down to verse 14. We're going to double down on this phrase here, here in just a minute, uh, but, but I'm, I'm going to let you hear it first and kind of let it resonate with you. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, Okay, so so Jesus is comparing the serpent being lifted up in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, what do we know he was lifted up on? I? know? It's like a T. Say it again. <laughs> it's a cross. Er, listen, all these trick questions in here. Y'all, y'all. He was lifted up on a cross. Everybody, Everybody got me? Okay? All right. Even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up? Let me say this. Nobody could be born again until after the Son of Man was lifted up and the resurrection had taken place. You hear what I'm saying? Nobody in the Gospels until after Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection could experience a new birth That's a big deal because a lot of people are pulling doctrines out of out of, out of our new out of, out, of the, out of the gospels and they're applying them to us and and we don't get to do that till we experience a new birth and you can't have the new birth. You cannot have the new birth until after the death, burial, and resurrection. So I want to give you a verse, and I want you to apply. I don't. Is Romans 14, 5 in your outline? It, no, it's not in there. Okay. Uh, so I want to give you this verse, um, and if, if you, you can listen to it, um, Romans 4, and you turn there. It don't matter to me. You just write it down, one of two. One man esteemeth one day above another another esteemeth every day alike. So there's one man uh, that he thinks uh, one day is better than the other day. So what days do we think are usually better than other days? There's only two of them in the week that are better than all the other days. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, right? The weekends, all right? So we all, we, for the most part, those of us uh, that are doing stuff five days, we, we think that, all right, uh, those two days, we esteem them better than the other days, right? Does that make sense? Football's on Saturday now, you know what I mean? Praise the Lord. All that good stuff. All right. Another esteemeth every day Like So there's another man that he esteems every single day, just like all the days. So Saturday and Sunday, they're just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay? But no, look, look. I want you to look at this principle. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. This is where y'all, This is where I want you to get to this morning. Why are you doing this this morning? I want you to be fully persuaded in your mind. Own mind. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I had to get to this place. I had to get to the place to where I was fully persuaded in my own mind that this is what God nailed down in my heart. Okay. Look, so look, let's go to John. Let's go to John chapter three and verse number one. John three verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except, uh, except, be God, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter, into, uh, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is uh, born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell where it cometh, whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know and testify the thing uh, that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told, if I, if I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no oh man that hath ascended up, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came uh, that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son in the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. So if, 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 you, if you are a part of. of uh, if you're in here and, and you're, you're listening to this. And, and you're still trying to contemplate what all of this Born again stuff means you you may be still trying to articulate it. You may still be trying to to articulate what you're saying. And 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 so the question would be for me: Do you believe? Do you believe this stuff? Do you believe all of this? Do you believe all of this born again business is a real thing? Well, I I would say I would say to you uh, that. I would, I would say I would ask, uh, answer your question with a question and ask you uh, what was Jesus meaning if that ain't what he meant. If what Jesus is saying that you must be born again to a ruler of the Jews, you, you, you have to come to a place to where you are You have a new birth to where, and and I'm going to explain what this new birth thing is all about. But you have a new birth. You have to get to that place to where you have came to a place where you had a new birth. Well, I I would like to know what what it means if I don't believe it. Somebody could tell me what it it means if I don't believe what he said. Somebody's got to tell me what it means. Now, I want you to notice in in verse number 2, the Bible says, uh, the, the Nicodemus came at night time Nicodemus comes at night time Because he can't be seen around Jesus during the day He's a ruler of the Jews But he knows something is up with Jesus Christ He knows there is, a, there is something different about him he, he even goes so far as to say Hey we know that thou are a teacher come from God He said, for no man can can do the the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He knows that there's something up, so he comes at night time to try to get an inside view of Jesus Christ. And he says this to Jesus. He makes the statement. He makes two statements, but yet Jesus answered his statements without Nicodemus actually asking a question. So Nicodemus comes at night because... Again, he wants to know, but he can't be seen wanting to know. And Jesus answered, a man that never asked a question. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And and, and it goes back to the fact that Jesus Christ knew the heart of Nicodemus and knew he had a question that was really bothering him on the end. And I know that I know that thou art from God. I know that you're from God. I know if God wasn't with you, you couldn't do all these things you're doing. And so, so that little statement alone, Jesus understands the heart behind Nicodemus in what he's doing. And so he tells Nicodemus, man, you can't, you gotta be born again. Why? Nicodemus, why do you need to be born again? Because it's the only way to see the kingdom of God. There's no other way to see the kingdom of God. Almost to say, you know that I, you know where I'm from, Nicodemus. Like you know where I'm from. And I'm trying to tell you how to get to where I came from. Does that make sense? I'm trying to tell you what it's going to take. Now there's a couple of things that you need to understand about Nicodemus. Uh, Nicodemus is a, a leader of the Sanhedrin, one of the most prestige, uh, prestigious group religious groups in, in, the entire, uh, in, in, in the entire system of Judaism. He has, in, in the process of this whole thing, he's, he's for sure had to memorize the first five books of the Bible. You had, to be, uh, you had to be smarter than smart to be a part of this crew. Uh, he, he's overcome with more religious activity uh, than, than, than anybody in this room would have been. He would be what you would, what you would classify as extremely powerful amongst all the religious world of our day. This is who Nicodemus is. This is is who Nicodemus is, and this is who Jesus is telling Nicodemus, telling you must be born again. So now Nicodemus is a little stumped. And he asks the question in verse 4, how can a man be born when he's old? Uh, Can he enter enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He said, how is this all going to work? I'm an old dude. How am I going to, how is this going to, can I go back into my mother's womb to make this all right? And so Jesus answered and said, Except a man be born of, of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, let me, let me help you. Uh, that, that is not talking about water baptism. That's actually talking about your physical birth. So right before your physical birth a, a, a thing happens to where... Um, a, a, a woman, uh, her water breaks, and this is this is what Jesus Christ is talking about. You've got to be born of your mother's water, and you've got to be born of the Spirit. How do you know? He, how do you know that's what he means? Well, look at verse six. That which is what flesh. Is flesh. So that 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 natural birth from your mother that is flesh, and and that which which is flesh is is just that it's flesh. And then he said, and and that which is born of the spirit it's spirit. So so you got to be born of, of of your your mother's water. You got to be born of water and of the spirit. And so he tells him in verse 7, Marvel not that I say unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now, now, this is almost to the tune of, man, listen, this whole deal, don't, 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 Nicodemus, you need to understand, you, you have not been questioning the wind. That you can't see. You ready? But you sure can hear it. I've never seen the wind, but I, I bet I can go outside and I can stand there for 10 or 15 minutes and I can hear the wind. You see, the spirit is the same way. I, I never saw the spirit, and I bet I, I doubt anybody else in here did unless you ate something real bad. I never saw the Spirit, but you know what I did do? I heard it. This is God unveiling in John 3. This is how man's going to know. You're not going to see the conviction of the Spirit of God. But you know what? You'll hear it. Nicodemus the ruler of the Jews he answered and he said how can these things be and Jesus he prods him a little bit he pokes at him a little bit and he says art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things art thou a master I mean have you not mastered the things of Israel have you not have you not not got a master's degree in Israel uh, in, in, in Judaism, are you not a pro at all these things and, and, and knowest not these things? Well, Jesus pointing out the, 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 Jesus is pointing out the fact that, to Nicodemus that, that all the, all the titles, they don't matter at this point, it's changing. It's changing. All of the titles, they do not matter at this point. Uh, verse 11. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. And so Jesus is just saying, I'm telling, I've told you and I'm telling you what I've seen and what I know. Verse 12, where where the the Lord pretty much is is dealing with Nicodemus, he said, if I tell you things about the earth and you believe not, guess what? You're not going to believe heavenly things either. Now, Look, look with me in verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Now, now, we we got we to gotta make sure that Nicodemus understands this. That no one is ascending up to heaven without the Son coming from heaven. Do you understand that? Remember we're still at a place of Abraham's bosom, the heart of the earth. Nobody is going back until Jesus Christ death, burial and resurrection. He's the only way, okay? Everybody tracking with me so far? All right so so he makes he makes, a, he, makes a, he makes a big deal about that and we've already read uh, uh, John 3 uh, verse 14. Uh, through uh, through seventeen, um, so so here we are, and, and we we we've dealt with we we got we got Nicodemus up to this point, and and even even you you're, you're questioning. Well, what does what is all this? How what does all of this born again stuff mean? Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back to the beginning to figure that out. Okay, we're gonna have to go back to the very beginning to figure that part out. And then number two, number two, the plan the plan to fix what was broken, to fix what was broken, okay, uh, go go to Genesis chapter number 1, it it should be in your outline, but if you want to take your Bible and you want to mark any of this in your Bible, Genesis chapter number 1, okay, verse number 26, Genesis chapter uh, number 1 and verse 26, and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness in our image after our likeness and and so here we are uh, God is making man after their image you ready? and after their likeness now, what, what, what do, I, what do I, I mean when I say that? Uh, we've all heard in the room that, that God is more than one, right? We actually call him three in one. Somebody, what, what is the three? Uh, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we, we, those three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're all three encapsulated into one, right? So so we know this to be the trinity. So all all and I, I, I want you to get what's what's going down in Genesis 1. All three of them decide that it's time to make man. And they want to make man and they want to make man in their image after their what? likeness. In their image after their likeness. Well, what's God like? Well, we know this about God. He's three, yet he's one. He's three, yet he's one. So, so, so what we're going to do, what we're going to see, is we're going to see man made in that same likeness. We're going to see man made in three parts, yet contained in one body. We're going to see man just like what God said. Now look at Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. Look at Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now I want you to look, I want you to pay special attention uh, to the dust of the ground. Man was formed out of the dust of the ground. Literally God gathered up the dust out of the ground and he formed man's body. And what's crazy is a hundred years from now, if you go to a body that's set in a casket, for a hundred years you're going to find something, you're going to find a really interesting deal. You're going to find dust. You open up that casket and you are going to find a body that has decomposed its way back to what God formed it from in Genesis chapter number 2. I don't care what nobody says. It's the craziest thing that we go back into the very same thing that we were and everybody wants to argue what we're made from so we go all the way back the very thing that God created us from in that garden is the very thing we go back to now that's just, that's just your physical shell that's just who you are how, how do I know that? because something else happens the Bible says that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life now the soul of man is, uh, is the thing that's inside of him that holds the spirit and the soul became alive at that moment in time because the breath or the spirit of God came into that soul. He says that the breath, and when you trace, <clears throat> when you trace that word uh, "breath" around in the Bible, you'll you'll see that it it, it is uh, it is tied to the spirit of man. And when what happens is 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 God breathes into that body, into that body that he formed from the dust of the ground. He breathes into him the breath of life. And he becomes a living soul. So I, 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 hope, I hope that you, you can, and, and we can go to 1 Thessalonians. There's some more verses over there. And we, I, we can prove this a, a little bit more if you, if you need some more proven. But I think that you can see that man is comprised of God's likeness, body, soul, and spirit. Now, what's crazy is is now we've got a living soul. Not a dead one, but a living soul. And it was living because the breath of God went into it. Now, what happens when we die? Well, the soul keeps living. The soul keeps living when we die. <coughs> now, determining where is the question we're trying to answer today. Why? Well, because it's going to live in heaven with Jesus Christ, or it's going to, or it's going, or it's going to go to a lake of fire. One of the two. So it's e- it's either it's going to go one of the two places now. <clears throat> go, go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15. I don't have time to read all of them. I don't think, yeah. Yeah, we'll read. We'll read them just so you can get them. Genesis 2 and verse 15. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress him to keep it in the Lord. God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree thou mayest eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat, for in the day that thou eatest <clears throat> eatest thou or thou shalt surely die so, so let's look at a couple things God created Adam to have fellowship with him but God didn't create Adam to be a robot Okay, God was despite what the Calvinists say God is not the author of sin God did not, get, God did not cause Adam to sin God did not cause Eve to, uh, to sin. What did he do? He gave them a choice and on their own volition, in a perfect garden they sinned. Okay? Now, that what God gave them was a choice to have a relationship with them. So the moment that God breathed into the nostrils, into their nostrils, into his nostrils... The breath of life. He started a relationship with them and He he gave them a choice. You ready? You ready for this? He gave them a choice to continue the relationship. Now, ain't that crazy? (laughs) God gave them a choice in the garden to continue that relationship even though the Spirit, God's Spirit, had made that soul alive. Okay. Now, the serpent... Uh, Look look at Genesis 3 and and, and, and verse number uh, uh, number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle uh, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now verse 17, he put put a, 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 a qualifier within their relationship. And the qualifier was, if you want the relationship to stay the same, don't eat of the tree, because if you, if you do, you're going to die. So if you don't eat of the tree, then, then you know what? We're, we're going to have a great relationship. It's the only thing he said don't do. He, it, actually, he said, man, all of the other trees are good for food too. Everybody makes out like this is the only tree in the garden good for food. No, this is the only tree God said don't eat. This is the only thing God said don't do. And so what happens? uh, Satan Satan comes and and he comes to Eve. And he says, yea, hath God said. He starts questioning what God said. So so here we are. and, And God has this enemy, we, we know, and, and we may try to deal with some of that next week, which, which we know from Scripture, Satan, and, and notice what he does. He starts attacking the Word of God. He starts causing Eve to question the Word of God. And, and the same thing happens today. Uh, God is always, uh, Satan's always questioning the Word of God. Why? Well, b- because God knows what it takes to have a relationship. You hear what I'm saying when I say that? God knows what it takes for us to have an intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ just like Adam and Eve did. And Satan hates it so bad because he knows how we live. You ready? After we receive his spirit. He knows how we live. He knows how God wants us to live. He knows how the relationship could be. He knows how good all of that could be. And so he does everything he can to destroy it. The Bible said, And a woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree, verse 2, We may eat of the fruit of the tree the gar- of the garden, but of the, fr- uh, of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat, it, eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse four, and the servant said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know in the day that thou, uh, in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil." Now, when we work through these verses and we look and we see Satan denying what God said, why? Because Satan already knew the truth. Satan already knew the truth that was packed in this whole thing—that the relationship would be what it needed to be as long as they kept the understanding that we don't need, we need to obey God and we do not eat need to eat of the tree. Okay? So the only thing in verse six, the only thing in verse six that that God told them not to do, they did. Okay. Now, here's, here's, here's a, here's a big deal. Let's get this. What is the one thing that God said would happen when they eat of that fruit? They what? Everybody say it with me? One thing it happened. One thing that was gonna happen when they eat of that fruit. They were gonna die. Okay? They would die. Anybody remember? Anybody remember when they were gonna die? Said in the day. In the day that they eat in, in the same day yes in the same day but what's interesting uh, about that ch- about this chapter is that the rest of the day is is, is, uh, is the rest of that day is with Eve and the serpent and Adam and they're all getting their judgment pronounced on them there is their, their judgment is being pronounced and the rest of that chapter is all like one it, to me it sounds like one whole day to where God's just coming down and lowering the boom on all three of them But look what happens in verse number 4. Look what happens in verse number 4. And Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Okay, now see see this with me. How long has passed in chapter 4 and verse number 1? At least how long has time passed from, from chapter 3 when she ate of the fruit to uh, chapter 4 and verse number 1? At least nine months, right? We got at least nine months. So, so we're four chapters into the Bible, in, in, into the, the book of the beginnings. We're four chapters into the Bible, and we got problems. Well, what's the big problem? They were supposed to die. We're nine months in, past the day that he said they were going to die, and nobody's died yet. Now, either God is a liar, or something did die that day. Either God is a liar or something did indeed die that day. Now, now this is why we had to explain this whole understanding of how God made Adam uh, in his life, after his image in his likeness because the moment that the fruit touched their lips they died. But it just wasn't physical death. So, 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 so what died? What died that day that God said would die? They've got let, let's explain it like this. They've got a shell of a, they got a shell that was formed out of the dust of the ground, which is their body, right? They've got a living soul. And then there's only one other thing that's left within their body. And that was the one thing that God breathed into their nostrils. That would unite them. That would be their spirit. So that day, man's spirit died. Now, how how do do I know that? Well, I want you to look in your outline. Romans 6 and verse 7. But now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held. That we should serve. (coughs) That we should serve. In newness of spirit. Now, now remember, we're, we, got, we, got, we got a dead spirit that has been made alive, been made new, right? There's a lot of other verses that we could go to. Uh, you, you, were, you were dead in trespasses and sin. Uh, there, there's a lot of things. Look, look, look at 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord... Is one spirit. So, 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 if me and you, if we go back, and, and now we've we've laid out that there there is a dead spirit in Adam. There's a dead spirit in Adam. And when we get back to where we was in John chapter number three, we've got a really, 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 really religious guy. And this guy's thinking that he needs more religion and he's going to come to Jesus and he's going to figure out more on how to be religious and, and, and without and, and remember what he says, uh, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, and Jesus Christ cuts through all the junk and he said, Nicodemus, your problem is you got a dead spirit that needs to be born again. That's your problem, Nicodemus. That's all it is. Nicodemus, you're not a bad person. I don't think Nicodemus would have went to Jesus if he didn't have the right heart to begin with. I personally think Nicodemus was born again one day. That's my own personal belief. do not you to look at one of the one, one, a life changing verse? If you'll let it change your life, Romans five and verse number twelve. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. You ready? And death by sin. So that de- so death passed upon all men. You ready? For all have sinned. What, what, who was the one man? How, how did sin enter this world? Who was the one man in which sin entered this world? Adam, Adam sinned and and guess what happened that day when Adam sinned, death, you see Paul comes back through under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and he re-ups on this thing and he says, yeah they died that day, just in case anybody was wondering, they died that day. Adam and Eve died that day. Just in case anybody was wondering, Adam died that day, and when he died, his death, the death that he had in his spirit, passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we all understand, what what kind of death entered the world when Adam sinned? Spiritual death. So the spirit, the, the death, the spiritual death, now, now that Adam has a spiritual death, he's passed that upon a few men down through time. He passed it upon all men. For that all have sinned. He passed his spiritual death uh, to, to all men. Now, now, now what, what's, what's crazy is... is Maybe you've never understood it that way. And you've never thought about it that way. But yet, here we are. And we're at the place to understand it. We're John 3. we got to be born again. And the reason we got to be born again is because death has been passed down to all men. Because here's the deal. You and me weren't born like Adam. He was born with a body. And a spirit that was alive and a soul that will live forever. But but us, me and you, we were born in a different way because of Adam's sin. We were born with a spirit that was dead. And so, God said, you and me need a second birth. Me and you need a a second birth. Now you you may you may wanna you may want to write this down. This is just a uh, this is a this is something I think that could help you understand this. There's been no sons of God reproduced on this this planet since Adam. There's been no sons of God reproduced on this planet since Adam to the time of Jesus Christ. None. (laughs) There has been none. So so so, we 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 again we get into John chapter number four, and it's crazy that Jesus Christ, uh, that that the Spirit of God is is working in John, to bring this sons of God thing to light. But as many as receive him. To them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe, to them that believe on His name, which are born not of blood, nor of water, nor uh, which were born uh, which are born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Until you have that, you will never have the relationship you were intended to have with your Creator. And th- th- what what we need to remember is this thing is about a choice and. And this choice was represented in a tree, in a garden. And Adam made the wrong choice in the tr- at the tree in the garden. And, and, and so, so we get here. How do you know that Jesus Christ is the only Son of God on this planet since Adam? The Bible says that Adam handed down sin. So one of the one of the biggest I almost said hugest one <laughs> stupid one of the biggest doctrines in all the Bible that we have to defend to our dying day is the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Why? Because sin was handed down through Adam, not Eve. The sin that was handed down that day was handed down through Adam that day. And so that death passed upon all men through Adam. So Jesus, God the Father, makes a way with Jesus Christ. And He is born of a virgin, a woman having never known a man, and the Holy Ghost conceiving inside of her. Now, here's what happens. Here, here, here's Here's... Here's Adam, here's God, he jumps over Adam, and this is Jesus Christ. He bypasses Adam's sin, and he he, he makes Jesus Christ to be born of a virgin. He had no earthly father, and he could not have been like Adam. You You know, Adam wasn't like us, and Jesus is not like us. That makes sense? See, if he'd have been born like us, he'd have been born dead, just like all those after Adam. But God bypassed that, and he was born of, of a virgin. So, so, so now, Jesus Christ is the one that possesses the very image of God. He possesses the image of God. And, 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 and this is what Jesus did to make it to where we could be born again. Now, look, look at the last one, the person. Jesus Christ was the only way. Now I told you I jumped ahead of myself before, but, but eat, eat, I, want you, I want you to look at this. Verse 14, Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. What did Jesus do to make it to where me and you could be born again? Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, For he... had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him where did he do all that? he did it on the cross he did it by being lifted up look look at Galatians 3 verse 13 Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree and I want you to get this how Galatians uses the word tree here is just the same way that God used it in the garden with a choice at a tree Adam made a choice of the tree we make a choice at the tree but how did he do it? Tell me how he did it. How did he rise victorious over sin? Look, look, look at look. Uh, it's it's pretty simple. We we, if you hadn't if you hadn't listened to the last three weeks of Wednesday night, you pray, you probably want to do that. First Corinthians fifteen, and verse number one. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach unto you, where which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by uh, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory that. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed it in vain, how uh, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2, who His own self bear our sins, uh, bear our sins in His own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes We are healed. Here's where he paid the price of sin. He paid it on a tree. And the good news is that Jesus paid the sin that that you and I owed. The bad news is that the soul is going to live forever somewhere. And if if our spirit has not been made alive, then we know where it will end up. What's crazy is some of us, we've never understood why we needed to be born again. We never understood that, man, listen, you ready for this? There's not bad people and good people. There's not. Bad people don't need to be saved. Good people don't need to be saved. Well, who needs to be saved? All people. All people need to be saved. You don't have to wonder. If nobody, if, they don't have an, if they don't have a personal experience of salvation, you don't have to wonder if they're lost. You've just, to, you've just got to take the Bible and show them what I showed you this morning and convince them that they are indeed lost. Now here's where most of us start. Here's where most of us start with, with evangelism. John 3 and verse 10, as is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's where most of us start. And, and you know what? That's a good place to start. That's what we've been taught. We start the Romans road, uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's a good thing, right? Amen? Everybody understand? But, you know Romans 3, uh, Romans six twenty three. the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me ask you a question, though. How much more do these verses mean to you right now than they did when we started this thing? You want to know why? Because you understand why you need them. Listen, your, your, your evangelism methods, that, uh, listen, there, there ain't um, uh, the, the whole ask method where, where you're, you're asking them if you can share your faith with them. And, and then you're sharing your faith, and and then you're 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 keeping the conversation going. Listen, all all of that stems off of this right here, because if you can't take somebody, and here's here's what I've never here's what I've never had happen. I've never I, uh, so I've I've only had this deal right here for two years, a little over two and a half years. And every time I've used it personally, I've been able to share the entirety of the gospel because I I. I asked the question right off the bat. Man, I wonder what Jesus meant when he said you must be born again. When you start off with that, and they say, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what that means. You start there, and you start working out from there, and you get, you get down through there, and you're, you're like, man, uh, I can tell you more if you want me to. You know, I've never had one time where somebody didn't at least hear me out. They're like, we oh, yeah, we done gone this far. You might as well tell me the rest of it. Yeah, I at least want to know what it means to be born again. What's keeping us from doing what God's called us to do? My people tell me all the time, "Well, son, I just don't." My mom specifically, son, I just don't know the Bible. Well, that ain't my fault. That, there's enough Bible comes out of this pulpit right here between the, the dudes that preach out of it, the people that teach, the people that, uh, the, the, I mean, that do a wanna, the people, listen, there this joint is saturated with Bible verses. And the only reason that we don't know it is because we don't want to know. So I don't I don't know how to win somebody, Lord. Uh, listen, I I if you if you want if you, I'll mock this thing up with another person if that's what I got to do, I don't care. I'll mock it up with somebody else, and I'll sit right down here in front of this church, and we'll win somebody to the Lord in front of the church if that's what we got to do. But don't say it's because it, because of here, because you just got at me for real. You ready? Easiest thing in the entire Bible. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the easiest part. Romans 9, Romans 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess thy mouth, of the Lord Jesus shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved, for the heart man believeth in righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the easiest part. You know what the hardest part is? John 3. Get into the place, John 3 verse 3, get to the place where you're like, you know what, I need to be born again. And then then understanding that the Scripture has condemned you. That Romans 5, 12, it condemns you. You are condemned to death because of Adam. Well, that don't sound fair. What wouldn't be fair is, is me not telling you you were condemned because of Adam. That wouldn't be fair. And then saying there wasn't a way out. Listen, you don't gotta go to a Catholic priest. You don't gotta. You don't gotta. You don't gotta. Uh, you don't, You don't gotta give nothing to anybody. It's so simple. All you've gotta do is call upon the name of the Lord. And get this: the people that you're going to witness to. Some plant. Some water. But God gives the increase. Brother Sean said it this morning. God, I'm praying that you give the increase. Man, on Wednesday nights, we've been, we, we've been, we've been dealing with this, this idea of the gospel bringing us joy. And let me ask you something. Wouldn't it be amazing if you got the gospel so deep in your heart right now that you forgot about everything else? Like you forgot about all your problems. And man, I, I listen, I, on Wednesday nights, I have been... I have thoroughly been enjoying myself because, because I let everything else sometimes cloud my vision of where my joy should be coming from. I mean, for real, I'm in the midst of building this stupid house, I, I, the Italian build, and, and it for real, I mean, I, I'm reading Philippians and I'm getting convicted that my joy ain't... It's not stemming from there. It's all been sucked out by this stupid thing. And so, how do I get back around? Well, I started out by understanding, man. Listen, I'm supposed to draw my, I'm supposed to draw some joy from y'all and my fellowship with y'all in the gospel. But not because you know it's it's. Not because we're, we're, we all do the same. Again, I said it Wednesday night. I said, I've been saying it the last three weeks. Not because we all like the same thing and do the same thing. Because we're all in the thing together. Because we're in the gospel ministry together. Because our common denominator is not what we like and not who we are. And not the fact that we're all the same people. It's the gospel. That what brought, that's what brought us together. It was Jesus Christ. It was the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's, what, that's why we're here. One of the most miraculous things about the gospel is this. Nobody knows why Jesus did what he did. The world doesn't know why Jesus did what he did. Hear what I'm saying? And he still did it. The world had no clue. The world had no clue of why he was doing what he did. The world had no clue that he was going to jump at him. And that he was going to go. And he was going to suffer. Brother Dan, you play that thing real easy. He was going to go and he was going to suffer. The world had no clue. They had no clue that he was going to be the agent that put back together what Adam broke. That that the image of God that was perfect in Adam, that was broken the day that he ate of the fruit, that God would come into a man and he would breathe the breath of life again into man and he would join his spirit. He would place the Holy Ghost of God. Now listen to me right here. he was going to place the Holy Ghost of God inside of you. And you are now going to be a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is God's. You ready? And he was going to seal you. He was going to seal you with the earnest of the Spirit. What does that mean? It means that you could never lose what had been sealed by the Spirit of God. Now look, don't get that confused. I don't think everybody walking around that says they have the Spirit of God has it. There's a lot of people have been faking it for years. But I'm telling you, those of us in this room who have been born again, there ain't nothing you can do there ain't nothing you can do this. if you've experienced a new birth and the, and the Lord's spirit is joined to your spirit and you are saved by the grace of God Look, let me tell you something you've been made alive the breath of God is breathed inside of you and your spirit is alive housed inside of a soul that has been sealed how many of you understand when the spirit of God seals a man's soul he seals a man's soul for all of eternity there ain't nowhere in the Bible where it says it becomes unsealed. Here's where we are. Did You say, are we special? No, we're different. That's what that means. We're different. What are we? We're the sons of God. You've been called the sons of God. To as many as received Him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. The sons of God. You've been made a son of God. Why? Because your spirit has been born again. It's back to what Adam had. Now listen, you get to have the same thing Adam had. I mean, the curse is reversed all the way. You say, well, I don't feel like it. That's because you made a choice. That's because you made a choice to yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness it's because you made a choice not to go back to the tree it's because you made a choice not to walk with Jesus every single day it's because you made a choice not to Romans 12 1 and 2 it's because you had presented your body a living sacrifice why? because that joker is not in accordance with the the new spirit that lives in you all these dudes running around here saying oh man you know your flesh is just going to automatically start commanding itself because you've been saved They didn't live 24 years lost. That's what their biggest problem is. I wish these jokers that lived that long lost could say the same thing. And and then they're so perfect, they're so perfect that every single day they just live in total, total sinless perfection. Here's where where me and you are. only reason there ain't no peace in your life right now if you really have been saved. And listen, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to, to, to really uh, deal with that situation yourself. Uh, because there ain't nobody that knows if you're saved or not, but you and you and God. But here's what you gotta you gotta see. Jesus Christ did all that so that you could be made alive. No more deadness. All the scourging, all the being hung out, hung on a cross up naked for all the world to see. No more of that. No, listen, no more dead man. No more dead spirit. He did that. Skin ripped from his back. A spear piercing his side. Crown of thorns plaited on his head Blood. Blood, uh, the thorns coming out coming in, going in one part of his skull coming out another part nails driven in, in into his hands and into his feet listen man I just don't think we get it I don't think we get what it took to get our spirits alive Nicodemus here's what you need to know you must be born again and another thing you need to know Nicodemus verse 14 even so must the son of man be lifted up You're never going to get it, Nicodemus. Until you see me hanging on a cross. And you get it. It's going to click with you. I wonder if Nicodemus was standing around that day. And it finally clicked. That's what he was talking about. I get it. I understand it now. Those of us in the room... So man, that's a long, sure is a long sermon for one. And that seems like a long time to take somebody through getting saved. Probably won't be that long for number, for number one. But two, you know what? I'd like for every man to be persuaded in his own mind. Let every man be persuaded in his own mind. Let's do this. You bow your head with me for a moment. Daniel's gonna sing a verse. You say, man, I've never heard all that. Well, <clears throat> God let you hear it today. God let you see it. Just as plain as the nose on your face, God let you see it. Man, there's somebody in this room and, and you, you won't. You got so much pride. Maybe you know somebody with so much pride that they just won't turn loose. Maybe you are a person, you just got so much pride, man. You're just you just won't you won't do it because of the pride factor. you this morning, if you've you've seen something you've never seen before, don't wait. Brother Daniel's going to sing and you say, i seen something, I I, I want you to pray for me. I want to, I want to, man, I'm going to get out of my seat, I'm going to come, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you pray for me, I'm going to let you pray with me. Maybe you want me to take a Bible and show you, show you what it means to be saved. Listen, I'd love to do that. Maybe there's somebody in here and you got somebody you're witnessing to. Hey, you know what? This would be a good time for all of us that are doing that to gather around this altar and let's fellowship in that gospel prayer together. That we're going to pray for the person that you're witnessing to. Man, we're going to pray for the person we're going to pray for the person on your heart right now that, man, you're trying to give the gospel to. We're gonna fellowship in that. We're gonna fellowship in that prayer, man. You so bad wanna you wanna see fruit so bad, man. Why don't we pray about it? You're in here and you wanna talk. You wanna to talk to me. You wanna to talk to another lady in here. You're more you, you, you to do that. Here's what i want to do. I, I want those that that I for sure have been talking to. About praying for certain people to get saved, man. If I was you, I, I think we need to get in these altars, and I think we need to pray, and we need to call out on Jesus Christ, and just hey, man, let's fellowship in this prayer together. You ought to agonize with a person in prayer, in fellowship with a person in prayer that you're praying, that you're praying for them to win somebody to Jesus Christ. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Why don't you come on? Let's let's do that, brother Daniel. He's going to sing a song. Why, why don't you come while he's singing?
1: As I journeyed through his precious word, I find where Adam fell and lost our souls. But as I turn another page, I find his bloodshed. amazing grace I saw you tree, gave your life freely for unworthy me. Heaven's angels, you did not call, you rescued my soul.
0: just how lost we were just how lost we were God our conscience Lord it, it was bearing witness Lord the law being written on our heart we knew we were guilty of the law Lord I, I didn't know none of the stuff that I know right now when I got saved God I knew I was guilty though I knew I was guilty before a holy God. Lord, thank you for showing me and solidifying in my heart what I knew I was already guilty of. God that I had offended the law in one point, and God, I was offender of the whole thing because of that. God that I I told I told a lie and, and God, I was guilty of the entire law because I did that. thank you for showing me. Lord, thank you for showing me that I need to be saved. God, I pray we never get over who we were, youngest to oldest, when we came to faith in Christ. Lord, I pray that you bless what was said today, and I, I pray, God, it will be used for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name.